Ladies and gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry-on items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Culturama with Diva. Hello, Culturama listeners, and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Diva where simplicity is the best thing. This program is brought to you by Inner Sanctum Entertainment, LTD in Trinidad and Tobago. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host, we thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. My guest today is Miss Sonia Raul, and she is a certified mindset success coach. And we are going to speak about a very interesting topic for our women today. Hi, Sonia. Welcome to the program. Hey, Dia. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. All right. So tell us tell us who is Sonia Rahul. I love, I love your last name. Okay. <laughs> I'm a mindset success coach, like you mentioned. Um, I am 32 years old. I live in Texas and um, I started my coaching business at the time pandemic hit. So it was a very um, difficult period to start a business, but I think uh, for the past one and a half years, it's been an amazing adventurous roller coaster ride. And I'm just loving imparting knowledge that I wish someone had done for me. So this, this entire process of launching a business has been very exciting and I'm absolutely excited to be here because this is my first podcast and so happy that you wanted me to be a part of it. So thank you. And yeah, in short, that is me. Awesome. So as we kept on saying that you are a mindset success coach and you work with women um, in relation to self-doubt, and other aspects. To, could you elaborate on your specialization? Absolutely. So um, I help women struggling with imposter syndrome to be specific. Most of them do not know what imposter syndrome is. So uh, according to me, I am a recovering uh, imposter. And I think it deals with majorly self-doubt that we develop especially females, right from the time we're born till the time, you know, you become a parent, mother, 
or even the time you become a senior citizen, there's always the self-doubt that we all have, which gives birth to n number of um, limiting beliefs or habits that I like to define as procrastination, perfectionism, overthinking, and people-pleasing. So these are kinds of uh, habits that we develop in order to survive in this highly competitive society. So my job as a mindset success coach is to help women rewire those beliefs, those habits, because it comes from self-doubt. I use subconscious rewiring, which is considered a permanent rewiring in your mind so that in the future, when we come across self-doubt, we don't portray negative behaviors and we have that courage and confidence enough to get into the uncomfortable zone and achieve success. You mentioned that this is your first podcast. Thank you for accepting the offer. And I hope that you will have a wonderful experience and spread the word because we are about changing our future, providing different ideas, cultures, ideas, innovations, and getting rid of that self-doubt and overthinking. So the Subconscious Mind Project, uh, you are the founder of that movement. So some persons may think that, okay, this is a non-profit. Could you clarify for the folks, is this a profit or non-profit organization and how can persons reach out? Okay, it's not a non-profit organization. It's the name of my uh, company, my business, the Subconscious Mind Project. And the name is because I believe that everything that we do in order to achieve success can be tapped deep into our subconscious mind and we can rewire it the way we want so that everything we desire is easily achievable. And I know to some people this might sound overwhelming, but it is a very simple process of where uh, you understand what your mind is doing and you try and change a part of that mind so that it does things for you to achieve your uh, desired success. So that is why my company's name is The Subconscious Mind Project because everything that I do in order to overcome imposter syndrome, overthinking, perfectionism, procrastination, it's all in our subconscious mind and I want everybody to understand and I want to spread the word that if you understand your mind which is just a tool we are not a mind if we can use that tool to our benefit then we can achieve anything we've ever desired. Just a reminder folks that I'm speaking with the beautiful Sonia S. Rahul and this program is brought to you by the Subconscious Mind Project and Inner Sanctum Entertainment, LTD. If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot or graphic designing, need bouncy castles, face painting, popcorn, cotton candy or characters for the kids, want to do online or offline promotion, maybe both, let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1-866-338-4123. That's 1-866-338-4123.
Sonia, tell us who is an NLP practitioner? NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. In simple terms, it is related to the neurons that run in our minds. Neuro Linguistic Programming talks about certain techniques that we can use by ourselves or through professionals who can help us identify our fears, limiting beliefs, and who will also help us go through the journey of re-modifying all those limiting beliefs and fears. So an NLP practitioner is a trained certified practitioner who knows how to go through about the process of identifying a person's fears, going through their past actions, events in their life, understanding what made those fears um, arise in the first place and how can they modify it so that they will have a better future. Now it's time for the moment of truth, the topic of discussion. And we're going to be looking at, which was selected by Sonia, the introduction of imposter syndrome, the branches, the mechanisms and overthinking. Now, what is imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome is when we feel that we don't belong in a particular place or a situation. And when I say we don't belong, it is internal to us. We feel like we don't have the skills, we are not qualified enough, we might be a fraud. What if people find out that the skills I should have, I actually don't have? It's just a perception we develop because we want to fit into others' definition of who we are. So it's, in simple terms, it's a gap between who I think I am and who others think I am. So we always find that gap in between and we feel like we're a fraud, we're a fake, we're not qualified, we're not skilled enough to do the tasks that we are given. So that's basically what imposter syndrome is all about. I feel that there are four branches to imposter syndrome. Of course, this differs from coaches to coaches because everybody would either add more or uh, reduce some of it. But the basic idea of what imposter syndrome leads us to is procrastination, perfectionism, overthinking, and people-pleasing behaviors. So procrastination is, of course, a process where I keep delaying my actions. It's not equivalent to being lazy. Being lazy is something that's a mental aspect that we just don't want to perform a certain activity. But procrastination has an underlying belief that if I perform these activities, I might either succeed or I might fail. And both of those scenarios are pretty scary for me because it's, it's unknown. I don't know if I took an action, whether I would fail or succeed. But if I failed, that would mean that I'm not good enough. I suck at a particular uh, job. But if I succeed, what will happen to the life that I'm living right now? Will it all change? 
I'm not ready to change. So these fears are the underlying reason why we procrastinate. It's basically indecision. We like to live in that aspect of I don't know what to do. So every time you hear someone say, I don't know what to do, it means they're procrastinating based on the belief that their life might change if they succeed or fail. So that is the basic idea of procrastination. Of course, um, we go deep into the subconscious limiting beliefs of it in our coaching programs. But the basic idea of procrastination is that the next branch is uh, perfectionism. So uh, you might have seen a lot of sitcoms like Friends, Monica Geller, everybody calls her, uh, you know, like she has an OCD and she she needs that her house is perfect, clean every time. She's a perfectionist. But that's a common uh, misconception that we have. Basically, perfectionism or a perfectionist person is someone who is not perfect, but who desperately wants to be perfect. So every time we perform a task, uh, we talk to a person, we have a conversation, we always want it to be perfect. We don't want to say anything wrong. We don't want to be doing anything wrong because the moment I say or do anything wrong, that would mean that I'm not perfect, that I'm not good enough. And so it's, it's a kind of rejection people fear fear of judgment or fear of rejection. So a perfectionist is a person who desperately wants to be perfect, but is not perfect because perfection doesn't exist at all. It's a standard created by individual uh, people to just match their own understanding of what perfectionism is. The next one is people pleasing. I think people pleasing is, is something that we develop quite early in our lives as a child because um, the first people pleasers are always parent pleasers. We always want to please our parents. We always want them to accept us however they want us to be. Even if it means that I'm not being my authentic self, but just because my mom and dad would accept me in a particular way, I would suppress my authentic behavior and I would become something more only because I might get their approval by doing so. So people pleasers are always parent pleasers. And it is a part where self-doubt acts as a major effect because right from childhood, there are processes and behaviors that we display, but 100% of the time, we don't receive acceptance from our parents or from our relatives or from our friends. And since there's that uh, negative reaction that we get from individuals, it keeps reiterating the fact that my self-doubt or how good I am or how acceptable I am is something that depends on others. If others say I'm acceptable, only then I would feel that I'm acceptable. So we always leave or give the power um, of who we are 
to others. So people pleasing is one of the main behaviors that we portray when it comes to imposter syndrome. And the last is of course overthinking. Um, since it's the topic that I want to discuss today, I kept it for the last. I think everybody understands what overthinking is. It's when I am concentrating on one particular thought over and over again for a long period of time. And overthinking, according to me, is a defense mechanism that we use in order to avoid facing reality. So let me uh, give you an example. Let's say um, you made a friend six months ago and you think you and that friend share a really good bond. And suddenly um, there's a party that the friend is hosting, but she's not inviting you. You do not get the invite. So a, a natural human reaction to that is overthinking. We start thinking why I did not receive the invite. What would be the reasons that she did not invite me? Um, probably because she forgot. Maybe she sent the mail and it went into the spam. You come up with so many different uh, possibilities and consequences of why you did not receive that invite to the party. If you don't do that, let's say you don't overthink at all. At this particular moment when you're not overthinking, you tend to accept reality that a person who you thought was your friend did not invite you to a party that you were expecting her to. Which means she doesn't think of you as a friend, which means she is rejecting you as a friend. And the only possible reason someone would reject me is because I am not good enough. So we don't want to accept that reality and hence as a defense mechanism, we start overthinking. We come up with possible um, consequences, why she might have done what she did, so many other things. And eventually that overthinking leads us to shift the blame to the other person from thinking that, oh, maybe she forgot to send the invite to thinking that who does she think she is? I don't need her invitation. You know, I don't want to be her friend anymore just because she did not send me the invite. So our mind has the capability of springing into different possibilities within fraction of a minute. And hence that defense mechanism saves us from, you know, actually accepting that I'm a reject or I am not good enough for a particular person. And that is why overthinking is very important right. in subconscious rewriting. Out of the branches, I find procrastination and overthinking um, really interesting. I had a rough time. While, while you were speaking, I had a rough time picking out which one to focus on. So um, <laughs> before I get to those, I was reading your blog here because I'm multitasking. Um, okay. Tell me real quickly, Sonia, what is the analogy of imposter syndrome? You can, of course, put various analogies to it, but I think the most fitting one would be where you walk into a room 
and you find that you have nothing in common with anybody over there you have um no familiarity i would use the word familiarity because that again is something that's very important to an imposter syndrome uh, specific when you walk into a room and you find everything unfamiliar unknown alien to you and you start questioning not the people in the room or the room itself but you start questioning yourself that is the best analogy i can put for an imposter syndrome because if i'm walking into a room full of aliens literally aliens and i think that i am the bad person or i am the unfit person here not the aliens then that means that i have a high fear of accepting a rejection or a judgment from anybody else sonia do women tend to procrastinate more than men um i wouldn't say exactly i have met men who procrastinate just as much as any woman does but to a certain extent the scale would definitely be higher for women because of um societal pressures that we have since the time we're born um for example a woman should be a good wife or a good mother irrespective of uh, any job that you're doing or you have a successful career or a business it is always expected out of the women that it's okay you you're a career ambitious woman but you also have to be that good mother who takes care of the kid 24/7 who doesn't let anything happen to her kid who manages to make food take care of the house clean the house do the chores and everything along with it so that pressure automatically puts us in a position where we procrastinate for example let's say if you're a mother you would tend to procrastinate more towards your work rather than your family because the society says this is how women should be so you tend to procrastinate more towards taking um risk related actions in your business expanding your business doing something that you've always wanted to do in your business rather you would keep your business stable uh focus on it as much as you can but you would still not take those risk that you would if you didn't have to um go under the pressure of the society so much constant comparison can cause anxiety which connects to imposter syndrome tell us about that okay that's like one of my um favorite topics because it's a personal story that i went through and it affected me and literally Please share if you don't my mind. life yes absolutely so when i started my business i i started it with a mindset of doing more mental health awareness because i was um i wouldn't say victim but i experienced anxiety episodes myself um for the past 7 years and um when i got into the business my business was purely on instagram and instagram is a, is a place where you have competition that is hidden in the profiles like the followers and the likes and the comments 
and so when i started my business with um instagram i checked out other coaches profiles and i found that they had so many followers some some had like 24000 72000 followers and it made me feel inadequate it made me feel that how can i compete with individuals who have so many followers how can i possibly compete with someone whose page looks so beautiful with all the designs and the colors and it put me in a position where i panicked because i felt that i was not good enough i know i've said this a lot of times over here i always come down to one limiting belief when it comes to imposter syndrome which is the feeling of i am not good enough so through the series of comparison that i went through it put me in a panic attack and it made me feel that i'm not good enough as compared to these individuals and i started imitating these you know high profile rich coaches i started making content similar to them i started doing reels and um marketing strategies that they were doing and it took me a proper 6 months to actually realize that my comparison itself was so unfair because there was difference in what they were providing and what i was providing there was difference in the way um of my personality and their personality there was difference in the way they were doing marketing they were so uh popular a uh, wealthy um they had fame and doing marketing was just hiring someone to do marketing for you but i was just in the beginning of my business where i did not have the privilege of doing all those things and so the comparison did not have any common standard and that's when i realized that how comparison is something that always triggers from the belief that i'm not good enough which leads us to an imposter syndrome where you feel where you start doubting yourself without any factual common measurement for comparison tell us what do you find with your clients especially during this during this covid-19 pandemic in terms of panicking overthinking self doubt um tell us video mind sharing sure um i think the major trend that i've seen especially with the pandemic everybody inside their uh four walls and confined to their work desk i think the trend is more of overthinking people actually don't realize for example i i am a recovering perfectionist i am a recovering everything that i teach i have been there i have uh struggled with it and i've overcome it and i'm overcoming it every day so i understand when people don't want to accept that they are procrastinating or they are a perfectionist or self doubt is the reason why they're not where they want to be but overthinking is something i've seen everybody go through irrespective of any particular um stage they are in in their business or in their relationship overthinking is uh, it, it's kind of something that stems stems from self doubt for them but overthinking is also more related to future um 
you know like getting into the unfamiliar uncomfortable zone we were so um confined to our houses working from home that when the actual moment came where people had to step out and go back into their workplaces meet people talk to um clients face to face they started panicking because they felt that sitting at home and doing these things was their comfort zone and now having to step out of that comfort zone is triggering that overthinking for them so most of the overthinking goes like would i still be able to connect with a person face to face since i haven't done that for a long time would i still be able to sell my product meet a client charm them or have i uh, somewhere lost my skill or has my skill gone down just because i was confined to my workspace within my house so that's one of the major trends i've seen with my clients so far so sonia where can persons find you how can they how can they reach out to you and what would be your final words you can find me at my website the subconscious mind project i have a very active instagram page i am 24/7 on instagram you can drop me a dm and i will reply within minutes you can also find all the other contact details in our website and um, i hope tia would uh, attach um, the details below in the show description and i am an active blog writer i love writing and um, everything that i write on my blog is my personal experience of how i overcame imposter syndrome or how i am overcoming it even now so all of it is my personal experience if you'd like to take a look at it i i write four blog posts a week uh, it's a challenge to myself that i am going to do for the next 6 months i am pushing myself to write more i used to do just two posts a week but i'm pushing myself to move into the uncomfortable zone because i feel that is the only way we can ever bring permanent change to ourselves and move towards that success that we all desire in our relationship or business if you if you're comfortable where you are then you might never reach a stage where you want to be and that is why it's important to keep pushing yourself by of course not setting unrealistic goals set realistic goals but push yourself a little bit if you wanted to achieve $10,000 a month then try and aim at just a little bit higher do a $15,000 target or a $20,000 target if you wanted to attract 10 clients in 6 months then push yourself a little bit more and do 15 clients in 6 months so try and move out of the comfort zone i i think that's the best way we can train our minds to step out of all the fears and limiting beliefs so yeah that's that's what i want to say to everyone out there with that being said guys life is a journey live good love god one love one heart let's get together and feel good see you soon Hello, I'm Sydney Thorpe. Sydney Sizer is here to help you meet your all your recording needs. Call or WhatsApp 876-281-2801 or you can email me at 
S-I-D-N-E-S-I-Z-E-R at gmail.com or S-I-D-N-E-S-I-Z-E-R at outlook.com or you can Skype me using Sidnesizer as my Skype name. Sidnesizer. We can talk. Sidnesizer, where we love to make good things happen. Sidnesizer.